Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Wednesday, another hump day. Wednesday, the 28th of July, 2021. Trust you are enjoying a phenomenal start to the week. And uh, for those of you in Victoria, welcome back to, uh, what is it, day one of uh, freedom from lockdown number five. Uh, And hey, there's still some restrictions in place, but for all intents and purposes, the great thing is that kids can go back to school and community sport is back on the agenda. So we'll be back playing footy this weekend, which is which is phenomenal. But uh, other parts of the country, unfortunately, still in lockdown, and I know that COVID is still playing havoc around the world. So um, stay safe wherever you are and uh, do the right thing. So before we jump into today's topic, a quick reminder, a couple of quick reminders. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, uh, please do so. Please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to, or if you're on the Apple platform, of course, I think it's press follow, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and running, ready to be listened to and digested. And of course, the bigger favor is if you can please uh, go and rate the show and maybe even leave a bit of a comment on what you think about the podcast. Uh, If you can give me a rating up to five, Uh, if you want to be giving me a one, that's fine. If you don't like the show, that's fine. If you love the show, that's also fine. But just give me a rating and that'd be awesome because that will enable other people just like you who are looking for information around sales and sales leadership to more easily find the podcast on in the sea of other podcasts that are out there on the various platforms, so it makes it easy for people to find it. So if you can do that, that would be greatly appreciated. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about leadership, but from a slightly different perspective. Uh, I just come off a two-day program working with uh, some great leaders, actually. And what I really love about running leadership programs, particularly with people who are relatively new to leadership or have this voracious appetite to learn, is they ask some really, really detailed, thought-provoking questions. And we spent a lot of time over the last couple of days talking about this thing called archetypes or your leadership character. And it's something that I don't often talk about, but it's something really, really important that we should be conscious of because it does have an impact on how we influence our team and what sort of impressions we create and therefore what sort of brand we build in terms of our own leadership brand. And this is this goes especially uh, for sales leaders in marketplaces. Now, in working with leaders over the years, I've literally seen uh, all manner of personalities and all possible combinations of characters that you could possibly imagine. Now, what intrigues me the most is the character that some leaders play or some leaders turn into when they get into the leadership position. Now, there was an example that one of the participants over the last couple of days shared And it was really a wonderful example of what not to do when you become a leader. And I probably wouldn't even classify this person as a leader based on the behavior that they demonstrated. But this person was brought into the organization. Now, I'll preface everything that I say here based on the, the people who are responsible ultimately for bringing people into an organization, whether that be an individual contributor, but certainly a leader. They need to take 100% responsibility for the recruitment decisions that they make because sometimes they get exactly what they asked for. Now, in this particular case, this uh, this person came in in a leadership role and it wasn't in the sales team. It was in a more of a finance type function. And this person came in and to say that their ego was about three or four steps ahead of them would be a little bit of an understatement because their ego would walk into a room 
probably a couple of seconds before they actually got into the room, it was so big. Now, <laughs> what this person did is they came in with this air of superiority and this air of arrogance because that worked at some really big and iconic organizations. So they knew what they needed to do. But they made one fundamental mistake and one fatal mistake is they did not build credibility and they did not build a relationship with their team. What they proceeded to do is they came in and started to big note themselves. They started to come in and be dictatorial and they started to come in and make fundamental changes. Guess what? Not from the 30-day mark, not from the 90-day mark, but from the first day they were there. And so how to get a team offside as quick as possible was a classic example of what not to do for this particular organization. Now, I followed this story through and I actually asked a lot of questions about what the person was, what sort of, and when you got them outside of work, what were they like? And what was interesting is the feedback I got was this person as a leader, and we really can't call them a leader, but this person as a manager were completely different outside of work than when they were than what they were in work. And so fundamentally they were playing a character. They were playing they had a they were playing an archetype or they had what many people would consider they were putting up a facade to maintain a certain image that they thought was consistent with the title that they came in with to lead this particular team. Now, what started to happen is people saw two sides of this individual. They saw the work side and they saw the individual side and the, the two different sides were so diagonally opposite and diagonally opposed that there was no level of credibility that was established because you didn't know which one was the true, authentic person. Now, suffice to say, this person lasted uh, not a day longer than their probation period, and it took this company another six months to try and rectify some of the damage that had been put in place by this particular leader. Now, we, I share this story because there are so many stories like this out there that people come into a leadership position, whether that's coming in from the outside in into an organization as a leader or whether they're building themselves up and working through different uh, levels within the organization to the point where they get the opportunity to step up and become a leader. A number of examples that I saw myself, whether it be at Optus or at Telstra, if you know me, that uh, they're the two organizations I work with, there was a number of examples that I'm not, I'm not going to share the individual's names but there are a number of examples where people, as soon as they got into the leadership role, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. They changed their persona. They changed their every, almost like every ounce of their being to take on what they thought was representative of being a leader. And in that process, they lost a huge amount of credibility and they lost a huge amount of trust that people had built up because they were focusing all of their attention on the position and the power that they thought came with that position. Now, this is really, really disappointing. And the key message today is, as a leader, you need to be yourself. Don't ever want to be or think about being anybody that you're not. Now, what I'm not saying is you don't need to develop. What I'm not saying also is you don't need to perhaps take on some characteristics of a leader. There's some things you need to learn to to further refine and further define your leadership capability and your leadership mantra and certainly your leadership archetype. But at its core, at your core, I want you to be authentic because guess what? Your team are looking for you to be real. They don't want to be following a superhero. They don't want to be following somebody who is fake, who is putting on a facade. And for all intents and purposes, when you get outside of the stage, when you get outside of work, you become somebody who is completely different. Now, for some people, it's all about position. It's all about the status, and often what they'll do is they'll change their style and they'll change their approach to try and fit in 
and they'll try to fit into what they believe to be true about the persona they need to have in order to be fitting into that position or to be accepted into that position. And I've seen it happen many, many times. And one of the things that happens is they follow a leader or they have a role model they look for and look at and they start to emulate what they do, but they don't necessarily question, is this person demonstrating their level of authenticity or are they being somebody who they are not? And just think for a second, how much work would it take to maintain a facade or maintain a story or play a character for an extended period of time because that's what you thought needed to happen in order for you to be successful in the leadership position? Now, I can tell you from experience, I can tell you from uh, watching others, and I can tell you from working with others that it's not sustainable. Now, one of the things that I found out very, very early in the piece, because I almost fell for the three-card trick of thinking about, well, in order for me to be a leader, I had to fundamentally change. Now, don't get me wrong here. To be a leader and to make a jump from an individual contributor to a leader, you you do need to change. You need to start thinking differently. You need to start planning differently. You need to start potentially, in a lot of cases, communicating differently because there's a lot of there's a lot of new skills that you need to learn and those skills can be learned over time obviously but you fundamentally need to remain your core self and not essentially change your entire character because people people want to follow people who are authentic people want to follow the real you and this is this is the key message people want the real you they don't want that superhero as i've already mentioned but i nearly fell for that because i was looking at leaders and trying to emulate them and trying to pick the best the best elements from them that i thought might be useful for me to build a leadership persona around until I worked out that and when I, until I had conversations with people that people actually resonated with me because of who I was not who I was pretending to be and thankfully I had some people around me at the time which uh, called me on my BS called me on saying hey you're being somebody who I don't think is authentic are you trying to be somebody who you're not and why are you trying to do that are you trying to fit in somewhere that you don't belong or you're trying to fit in so that you feel more comfortable in this position what what are you trying to do we don't follow you because of the the character that you're trying to be we follow you because of who you are and that was a really really powerful lesson very early on in my career and it's something that I've taken with me and it's something I always share with leaders as often as I possibly can that people want to follow somebody who is real who is authentic who can show a level of vulnerability who doesn't have to get all things right who can be themselves, and what you see is literally what you get. So one of the things I now pride myself on is if you listen to this podcast, if you've been to one of my workshops, if you've spoken to me one-on-one, in fact, if you've been one of my clients, or in fact, if you're a friend of mine or a family member, what you'll see hopefully is what you hear on this podcast is exactly what you hear and see when I'm running a workshop. When you see me out on the weekend, when I'm talking to any other person, when I'm talking with you, what you see is what you get. There is no pretense. I am very passionate about what I do but I don't pretend to be anybody that I'm not. So I'm very, very now grounded on what my leadership value is all about. I know what I stand for. I don't try to be somebody who I'm not, and I don't want to try to uh, convince or influence anybody to think of me differently just because I want to be seen on a, or placed on a certain pedestal. So what people think of me, it's really none of my business, right? That's their perception. What I do have control over, though, is what sort of image I start to put out there in the marketplace by who I am. And this is why I bang on a lot about it's not so much what you do, it's who you are and who you be and who you continue to be that is the most important thing because that will resonate 
longer than what it is that you do. So be really clear on what you stand for as a leader. That's the fundamental thing. And this is what we talked about yesterday with these leaders, that nobody wants to be following somebody who is fake. Nobody wants to follow somebody who is a superhero, who appears to be bulletproof, who appears to be untouchable, who appears that everything they touch turns to gold. What they want to follow is somebody who is authentic, who is real, who can have a conversation, who is approachable, who doesn't have an air of arrogance. They have an air of uh, humility. They are looking for opportunities to serve, and they're very, very comfortable in their own skin. Now, in all honesty, today, right now, uh, it's a in the minority because I'm seeing too many, and maybe it's just me, but I'm seeing too many leaders who are acting out of their own skin, trying to be somebody who they are not at their core, and in the process, they're starting to lose their team's engagement, but they're also losing credibility, and in the process, the trust that people have in them is starting to be diminished as well. So we need to turn this around. So let's let's think about this. What can we do in order to be our real self? Now, the first and foremost is we need to know what it is that we stand for. So why did you become a leader? So if you're listening to this right now and you are a brand new sales leader or you're a new leader, you've been a leader for a long, long time, why are you a leader? Now, it's often when I ask that question, many people don't know at its core the reason why they became a leader. They'll give some surface level sort of answer. Oh, it's because I want to make a difference. Oh, it's because I want this title. And some are really honest to say, because I want the status. It's as simple as that. Whatever it is for you, you need to be really crystal clear on what that is. Because if you know who you are, that will start to formulate the approach that you're going to take to any situation. And when you're placed under pressure, you will default back to, okay, this is who I am and this is why I do what I do. So first and foremost, we need to get crystal clear on why we are a leader. What do we stand for? Now, when that when that happens, when that's really clear, you're not going to be so much concerned about how other people think of you. Now, I've already said it's none of your business what other people think of you, although some people think, oh, it's so important. I have to portray a certain image because I need people to like me because if they like me, they'll give me opportunities and therefore I need to do a certain thing or behave in a certain way. Well, I'm not saying not fit into the culture. We, we might have to change the way we approach things, but at your core, what people think of you is none of your business and you really shouldn't care about that because as long as you know what you stand for and it's really clear and you are behaving in line with what you stand for, then it's all good. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, I've had this had this conversation with a lot of people who think, well, hang on a second, I've got people who are in my team who can influence my career. So if I don't bend, if I don't become the person they're looking for and I won't fit in, therefore, to the leadership team or the company, then I'll be on the outer. And I say, okay, let's have a think about this and really look at this. Is this the only company and is this the only industry that you could potentially work in? Well, the answer is really no. Well, it's not. There's massive numbers of opportunities out there. So why is it then do you have to manipulate yourself and change yourself to fit into what you think is a certain persona so that you can fit into a culture that is not necessarily going to respect you for what you are and who you are? Hmm, interesting. And yet people still fall for it. They still fall for the fact that if, in order for me to fit in, in order for me to be liked, in order for me to be uh, given opportunities, in order for me to sometimes be heard, I have to be, act, be acting in a certain way and therefore I have to become a certain persona. What I'm saying is you need to stand really strong and understand what it is you stand for and don't give a rat's about what anybody else thinks of you because if you know who you are and what you stand for, then you know what? It'll take care of itself because you will resonate with the people who you need to resonate with and you will attract the people you need to attract by who you are, not by somebody who you are not. So be really, really clear on this. 
Now, the other thing with this is you need to know what your values are. So to know what you stand for, you need to really understand what are the core values that you hold dear to you and what are the standards that you hold dear to you as well. What are you accepting and what are you prepared to not accept? So values could be anything like uh, integrity, respect, trust, all those sort of things. But think about this for you because once you get those really dialed in, you can have the level of confidence that you can go anywhere and hold a conversation with anybody and be authentic with it because you know who you are. And I've got to say that when you when you get to this stage where you know exactly what you stand for and who you are, uh, it stands out and it comes out in everything you do. So much so that it's not so much the words that you speak, it's how you hold yourself, it's how you respond to people, it's how you make people feel when you're in their presence. And it's not about you doing something to make them feel great, but it's leaving them with what I call the impression of increase where they feel better about themselves having had an interaction with you to the point where you've had a part to play in them getting better because it's always looking for opportunities to serve. So as leadership, and I've always talked about this, leadership is not about you, never has been, never will be. It's all about how we can serve others. But in order to do that effectively, you know, you need to know what your values are. You need to know what's important to you. You need to know what your mission is and you need to know what your standards are. And then you need to be able to demonstrate those on a consistent basis and on a relentless basis and never, ever compromise those. So when you can do all that, guess what? You can stand up in front of any group at any time about any topic and be comfortable that you can be your authentic self because you know you're going to resonate with the people who you need to resonate with. And you're going to be more open to feedback. And it's all good because you're not going to be trying to be anybody that you're not. You're going to be real. You're going to be authentic. And I guarantee you that is what resonates with people. So as we wrap up, the final message, the key message, the specific message, the only message really today is as a leader, your team wants you. They want the authentic you. So please, please, please be the authentic you. And if you haven't found that out yet, do some work on yourself. Really think about what's important to you, why you're a leader, what brought you into a leadership position, what keeps you in a leadership position, and what are your core values. Do that exercise and really bring out your natural self, your authentic self, and I guarantee some magic is going to happen. So with that said, if you'd like some help uh, uncovering your authentic self and in the process helping yourself move towards being an exceptional sales leader, then I'd love to have a conversation about working one-on-one with you and helping you do that over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll have a conversation over the wonderful Zoom and uh, get started to work together as early as next week and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader that you are destined to become. So I look forward to having that conversation. And as always, very much look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.